not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. Holy crap! <laughs> well, there's how we start. <laughs> what's up, man? Well, what's how, how did we get here already? No, it's just uh, it, it's the you know trying to get the Zoom to open up and get going, and you do a window and you do a window, and it's like join with video and you join with video, and then it's like join with audio. It's like God damn you, I just fucking joined. <laughs> Uh, so then I, you know, and I'm clicking through it and it's like, the message is already up that we're starting to record. And I'm like, Oh, damn it. I was trying to not have the person talk. Damn it. Which is okay. But it's just, it's like, once I get it all fired up, it's like, anyway, how you doing? (laughs) And that kids is how we start episode 38. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Slurp Toast. It's <laughs> just going to rant all night long. That's all it's going to be. Well, you know, it's, there's room in the podcast sphere for for, uh, for people to rant now because there's, you know, they're taking Joe down. So whatever. I don't know. It's a bad week to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> I don't know. The check's probably cleared. I'm guessing he doesn't much care. No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But uh, it's kind of like, you know. Maybe Joe, maybe, maybe you should have kept it small. <laughs> um, that's kind of been my thought all along was, um, yeah. And I, and I, the, yeah. cause I used to listen to the podcast. I still do sometimes, mm-hmm. but he's a meathead. Yeah, and he he's, is. He's not, I mean, he's not bright, but he's curious, but he's curious about weird things. And that right. was what made it interesting. Cause he would have these fringy guys on that. He would give space to talk about weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually for too long. I always thought the podcast was too long. I didn't really have time for three hours of the nonsense. But um, yeah, I think the mainstream exposures what did him did him in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, uh, yeah. I was going to say somebody posted something that's like, you know, the Joe Rogan experience is basically, you know, you get to be friends with the bully <laughs> who beat you up in high school. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I listened to, there was one I remember distinctly uh, where he um, had Dan Aykroyd on and they were talking about UFOs and cryptids. And that's squarely in both of their wheels houses, wheels yeah. houses, wheel houses, wheels houses, <laughs> you know, watching letter Kenny <laughs> and, uh, wheels houses there, Daryl. <laughs> and uh, it made for an entertaining show. Because they're both wackos. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Joe Rogan is a, he, like I said, he's a meathead. But I don't think he has any ill intention. I just think he has a point of view that maybe is outside the norm. And and the mainstream spotlight was not kind to him. No. And I think, too, though, um, uh, Stephen Colbert talked about this. Like when he jokingly was running for president for a while. Right. And he, he said that you know you're supposed to wear the character lightly you know and, and when you're done you you take the character off like a hat <laughs> and uh he goes once you got into it and it became that sort of pseudo cult of personality that it became harder and harder to uh take that hat off <laughs> yeah because all the attention and the adoration he goes it just gets to you you know you're going to crowds and stuff like that and I think Joe might be a little bit of the same. Is it? Yeah, he he starts off doing the weird and the strange and the the interesting, but then uh, I think gravitated towards the anti-vaxxers, and so it became not so much about being curious. It it it, it came about, uh, you know, um, confirmation bias. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm done. I don't understand it. I think it's fake. And look at all these great people who are really super smarter than me. And they all think it's fake, too. And now, well, I mean, when you build your own platform from scratch, you get to that's the thing about the splintered media uh, landscape (laughs) we find ourselves in. You can narrow cast exactly what you want your message to be. And with something like a podcast, as we know, you can say whatever the fuck you want and people may or may not listen. Mm-hmm. but you're putting it out there and right. um i don't know like i said i just think it was the, the mainstream spotlights what nailed him i i saw hunter posted something about uh we're gonna get him on here one of these days i swear but he his comment was something like uh something about the you know, the host of fear factor and something else had this point of view i'm like and hunter as a stand-up comedian very uh dismissively left that out of joe rogan's resume which I thought was a little disingenuous because was it, oh the uh, fear factor part or no that he didn't mention of all the things that he listed that Joe Rogan had done he he oh he did didn't not, mention his stand he did not mention that thing that uh, yeah got him really famous uh, was his stand up comedy which I thought was like I said a little disingenuous because I mean you know just because you're you want to talk about confirmation bias yeah yeah uh, you know you don't want to be associated you don't want your your art form to be associated with it well it is it just it is so oh yeah so there that's our joe rogan chunk (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it it really is a bad week to be joe like i said i'm guessing until the spotify checks stop coming in he doesn't care that wouldn't but i think you know the whole no i take it back he cares i mean he cares He, 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 he cares I, I, but I think that, you know, it, you know, part of me is like, I, I don't care that, you know, I, I do have a problem with the vaccine misinformation just because it makes my job harder. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's not going to rewrite your DNA, despite what you heard on a podcast. <laughs> um, he was a doctor, eh, but not a good one. Um, You're going to go. Uncut <laughs> Um, but the other stuff I could I care less about. And I, I just, it's like, why, you know, Neil Young, you want to pull your music? Fine, pull your music. You want to do this? That's fine. Do that too. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. The the attention that it gets is way overblown. And every time somebody talks about it, somebody who never listened to it, listens to it again, his numbers go up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a self He just gets mad for the, you know, yeah, exactly. It's just a self-perpetuating just it's you know i i we tested positive for covid like right after last taping we who me and Kristen. oh no yeah babe had it that. the week before and then uh i woke up thursday after the show and you know Kristen was yelling at me you have symptoms you can't go so fine i spit in the tube dropped off my test and then it <laughs> came back positive but both of us being vaccinated both of us being boosted right um you know a day of a headache Kristen had uh fever i had chills like laying on the couch with four blankets and still can't warm up wow but then it all resolved itself and went away see connor got it um we we dropped him off of school Mm -hmm. next week he somehow came down with it um he had to quarantine (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's not the most social of all, all of my people. Um, but so he had to quarantine in his dorm room for like four or five days, which I can only imagine was stir crazy. Um, they would bring food to the door and drop it off. And he was there mm-hmm. um, when he was well enough. He came home for a few days because he didn't have their classes are still virtual till this week. So he came home for a few days, let mommy mm-hmm. take care of him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he got kicked in the ass pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and it took a full week to 10 days before the test came back completely negative. So, yeah. So it's, it's one of those where, you know, we had a guy die from it at work. Yeah. I'm really not that. vaccinated, you know, I mean, well, gotta die from something <laughs> dude wish granted. Um, you don't have to die from this. <laughs> that, that was kind of, you know, well, if I get it, I get it. It's like, that's really not the right attitude. Uh, anyway so yeah so I, i'm done i'm over with it which is nice got a bit of a stuffy lost a few pounds and 
that head cold thing. So the um, last time when we were talking about you had a head cold, probably <laughs> had it already. See? Uh-huh. Yep. Say la vie, baby. Woo, yeah. But anyway. I, <laughs> yeah. Is there a delay when I hit those for you? Not to hear really. Them? Okay. No, I don't I don't know if I hit them hear them right away. Okay. But I see you do this, and then it's like, <laughs> which one did he pick? <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? <laughs> I think gunfire. I think that use violence. Um so uh so your your daughter's hand is okay yeah just just really badly bruised okay good Good. yeah she came down she goes she shows the the x-ray i was like man you got some skinny little witch hands (laughs) she's like she is signed up for cadaver lab and i had a red yeah junior in high school so she's gonna go do the cadaver lab I had a red brush ink pen. Uh-huh. So I signed it with that. And she goes, it kind of looks like blood. That's like, yeah, kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> Dad doesn't do anything by accident. Haven't you figured this out by now? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask. So you watched Eternals, right? Uh huh. I don't think we ever actually talked about that after you watched it. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can. We can. And then we can talk about that uh, train wreck that was the book of Boba Fett. Well, I've only watched the first episode, so I, you can talk about it. I'll listen. I don't care. I'm going to watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to hear your take on it. It will probably uh, influence my viewing, but it'll be fine. Okay. Um, uh, the Eternals was uh, bad. Not bad. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It just was so hard to engage with yeah that's a good analysis i i think we've talked about it you know, a couple of times i've read most if not all of the eternals lore because you know mm-hmm. I, I during my kirby reading um but it's an interesting concept that he never quite got to fully develop uh because of sales kind of like mm-hmm. the fourth world over at dc the same thing fell on this and and they just gutted this. I mean, as, aside from like using the character names mm-hmm. and the Celestials, they pretty much gutted everything he did. Because, I mean, they weren't space robots. Spoiler. Yeah, it was just, it was, you know, and it's one of those people like, oh, it's so woke and they did this. And it's like, no, it actually makes sense in the context that they're on the earth to defend it. So they are going to look like all the different peoples, you know? Yeah. I had actually, when I was thinking about the podcast earlier today, I was going to bring this up and I had kind of that same thought process. I'm like in the books, they're all white, but that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a function of time and place of creation, but it <laughs> yeah. makes absolute 100% sense to me that they would be multicultural so that they could blend in with humanity over the course of millennia and that doesn't yeah. bother me in the least or but- be one badass bollywood star which he was <laughs> kamal was fantastic yes he was and his cameraman was great too oh, um, God, yes they were all- <laughs> yes i've been his butler for 50 years <laughs> <laughs> i uh yeah kamal was great um i um you know of course i see the guy that was icarus and all i can think of is rob stark king of the north um so <laughs> i knew his days were winter fell <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing that really bothered me was was the character arc for icarus because he has been for the entirety of that creation's existence the face of the franchise mm-hmm. uh He's the one, you know, where they used to put the pictures up in the top left corner in the little box in the front of the comics. It was always Icarus. He's mm-hmm. always the guy in the front of the sh- of every group shot. He's always been like <laughs> the, he was the, I mean, and I think the he was the Superman of the group. And that, I think that fairly well translated, but that he was also the duplic- duplicitous yeah. one uh, really didn't sit well with me. It, it just was hard to engage with. And I don't know if I, I, I think because they made tweaks, they made bad tweaks. Yeah, yeah. So, so the making first the time... choice that they're robots, 
just kind of like I I that was when I went oh I think I'm I think that's when I completely disengaged and just kind of wrote it out when that happened um and then, and then not explaining the super deviant who well continue. okay you want to you want me to go off on a rant now I'm gonna do it here you you teed it up for me that was <laughs> that was my biggest complaint of all was the deviants because they had the chance to do something really great with that race of creatures Thanks. Mm-hmm. their story is that when the celestials fucked up fucked around with their dna it destabilized the DNA. So for generations upon generations, when they made it, they never know what the kids are going to look like. Or I mean, so you had the opportunity to do all these great character designs and just have fun with it instead of turning them into Hulk dogs. And, Uh, and and the super deviant actually is a character in the books called warlord crow, who is kind of like the uh, right-hand man to the king of the deviants, because there is one. Okay. Um, and he has a long-running on-and-off romance with Thena within Angelina Jolie's character. So it's kind of got this like weird Romeo and Juliet across the millennia thing. And okay. so with that character being nothing but, you know, <laughs> it just kind of t- took that <laughs> giant chunk, which is a big piece of, a, of the ongoing story forever and ever and ever, and just threw it away. And it's a it's a piece it's a conflict point that they just ruined and that one that was my least favorite part of the whole thing yeah that thank you okay I'm yeah well i just it was disjointed because he's like sucking their energy and becoming more humanoid and then you're kind of like and then athena chops him up into little chunklets <laughs> and you're just kind of like who was that guy <laughs> right <laughs> why right. why was he a bad what who you know yeah, i'm looking so at anyway, the i just right that, now I just felt that it just it just didn't make sense. Or not didn't make sense. It just didn't gel. You know. Yeah. This is what the character looks like in the comic. But they also fucked up the uh the inhumans too when they tried to make him a TV series. Okay, now see that's the super deviant. Yeah. Kind of looks like a badass biker. Yeah, it's a it's a Kirby thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, okay. And the Inhumans was just a travesty. They should never have done that on a television budget because I knew that I knew that show was in trouble from episode one when they cut Medusa's hair off. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, really, <laughs> really? <laughs> That's her power, and you're you got no budget for CGI hair, so we're just gonna chop it off. Okay. And yet, Come for on. some reason, I sat through the whole goddamn. You guys thing. did tangled. How hard could this have been? <laughs> you, you've got the template somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, somebody call somebody call uh, Pixar. Go, yeah. Driven over to yeah, just run across the building, and there you go. We all know what room it's in. It's in all the movies. <laughs> Is it two twenty six or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, we won't even we won't even go down the road of the Inhumans because that was even even more of a travesty, quite frankly. Um. So, all so right. Speaking of travesties, Get, hit, me with, Boba Fett. hit me with Boba Fett. Hit me with the Boba Fett. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because Tamura only has, you know, like this much range that they don't do a lot with him, but they, 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 they're trying to do sort of like a, a parallel storylines. So there's him taking over for Jabba the Hutt. Right. And then there's him recovering from the Sarlacc pit Okay. and, 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 and sort of becoming an honorary Tuscan, you know? Okay, that sounds intriguing. That's actually the better parts of <laughs> the first five episodes or four episodes, is that they, they tell the story of him amongst the Tuscan, becoming a Tuscan, and kind of maybe giving a little bit more backstory to Tatooine, which does it need any more backstory? It's a backwater it, planet that just the entire it. universe revolves around. I'm, I'm exactly. over Tatooine, quite frankly. Yes. And, and, and yeah, that, that is the feeling it's like, but so you have these scenes where he's trying to become like a, a benevolent warlord. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's got this little fiefdom, right? Right. And then you do the things where he's becoming slowly a, 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 an honorary Tuscan. And those are interesting and the warlord stuff is not. And it's because I think even though I like, was her Mingwa, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I like her, 
she's a bore. <laughs> and that's hard to do because she's usually very engaging. If you're able to like scuttle her, that's yeah. not good. And then he's he has, you know, it's like they really should just leave Boba in the hat, not saying a damn word because it works for Jen Jaren. Why can't it work for this Mandalorian too? <laughs> then there are two episodes that are quite honestly Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> what? There was only like seven, right? There's seven episodes. The first four, kind of, the, you know, they go back and forth between you know recovery and becoming a Tuscan and being a warlord and not being a very good warlord. Then they have an episode directed by Richard Rodriguez. So we get Danny Trejo a rancor and then apparently five or six extras from spy kids um and they don't jive with anything else and they have like a motorcycle chase which is in slow speed i mean you're like going it's gonna speed up right it's gonna speed up right and there's like and it's like Richard Rodriguez does better work than this, except today. <laughs> He's phoning it in. He's phoning it in. Uh, and then they do one episode that is quite literally Boba Fett is basically in the previously on the book of Boba. And then the rest of the episode is the Mandalorian. <laughs> and they follow that up with another episode that is basically the Mandalorian. And then, of course, the big ending is they have a big battle that again richard rodriguez and you're like what the fuck man there's no excitement there's no you know everybody's excited because you know boba fett rides the rancor into battle and you're just sort of like okay that's a cool scene but it is so fan servicey and then of course the extras from spy kids are there on their their super slow souped up motorcycles it's kind of like I, I I don't even and they're they are they are bright colors they're like bright red bright green bright blue it's freaking Tatooine everything is a shade of brown right except and for rusty. these guys <laughs> and rusty um and Grogu comes back there's a really great meme of Grogu it's like you know it's it's not it's not the Mandalorian and Boba Fett it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you got to move those. You got to move that merch, man. I mean, and then Luke Luke is in it, and uh, Sokatan is in it, and uh, I, I personally thought it was very underwhelming. And right, I know there then. are people out there who would disagree with me vehemently. Well, oh man, we got to see Mando wield the black saber, and it's kind of like, have you forgotten like about fucking plot and shit? You know, you keep eating that stuff up you're going to get another Skywalker, late Skywalker, J.J. Uh, Abrams trilogy and just I, be like, this sucks. I used to love Star Wars. I have gotten to the point where I don't know how much more of it I can take. Yes. Um, I mean, l- let's be realistic. They made three and a half good movies out of nine. <laughs> And that's maybe being generous. I mean, if you throw Rogue One into the mix, I'll give them four and a half. Because that's see, the, I like Rogue One. Rogue One was great. Um, was the best one of the recent movies. Absolutely. Far and away. Not even it's not even close. No, and it's kind of like, well, let's see, what was missing? Um, Skywalkers. Solos. Solos. Uh, a lot of force mumbo jumbo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's it was the, actually yeah, that's that's why I joke about when well, we're back on Tatooine. You've you've realistically set up this entire universe, and we keep coming Literal, back a universe. Yeah, literally a universe. Literally, it's you could do anything, and you keep coming back to the desert planet. Let's keep. Going I don't. Back to dirt. I don't understand. I think the tax credits from the Morocco film <laughs> industry are such that you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you uh, want to do indoor ah, the irish they uh weren't giving us the tax money so back to tattooing we go i mean i just i even liked solo for what it was i didn't i mean that movie got slagged and it was fun it's slow solo was fun and it it did not deserve the hate that it got it did not 
It did not. Um, but again, where you have a situation where the original directing team gets bounced, like at the 95% done point, <laughs> and you well, bring in another director, Justice League. <coughs> um, yeah. Although I don't think they'll be released the Miller cut. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't understand. I mean, I know I do understand. I mean, it very much goes to the conversation we had with John last time about WWE. It is content 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 as long as the shareholders and the sponsors are happy and they're moving merchandise they could give a shit because they know they got to build an audience people are going to watch it at least yeah pretty much that's all they're doing they just you crank it out throw some stuff baby yodas at them and they'll be fine there is that I guess somebody posted a story about Tony Khan saying well you know he's not going to renew all these contracts and it's just kind of like, well, no shit. You can't go out. There's there's not enough. See, I think they need another big promotion. Yeah. Because, it, 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 you know, when I was doing the little Dusty sketches, mm-hmm. I, I'd be going back and watching clips of Dusty trying to figure out how to draw that fat tub of goo. Well, let's you know. fuck it like a monkey. <laughs> Which is why I settled on the polka dot headband and the Ray-Bans. <laughs> And if you look closely, I left a bandage on the eyebrow. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I did not but, notice that. But, um, you know, what was great about like us growing up with Mid-South and WCW, WCC, whatever, <laughs> Von Erich. All the C's and the W's. Yes. All the Von Erich family and, you know, and then the Georgia, you know, we had, you know, like three stables of wrestlers who kind of mix and matched over the years. Yeah. And it, it was exciting and it was fun. And you got to think even for the guys that it's like, yeah, I want the stable paycheck of being the headliner, but I get to go and work with this other guy and maybe that's fun. I don't know. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I, 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 that's why the territory system worked back in the day because, because the guys could, they never stayed forever. I mean, you usually had one or two guys that were like the anchors, but the rest of the guys rotated through the, and there were, like 12 to 15 territories, depending on when you, when you look, I mean, you could go do a year, you could do three or four years away, come back with a different character and people would remember you. And, and, but you had a fresh act and that's why it worked. Come back with the same character as a heel when you left as a face. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I saw the, I saw your comment in the article and it was kind of funny because I was watching uh, last night's AEW while I was folding clothes earlier because that's what I do, um, <laughs> and uh, and they debuted another guy that just got released from the WWE and they're not going to be able to sign all these guys they're just not and what's happening is and and I think it's what your article was talking about because I did read it um, a lot of the guys they started with are kind of getting pushed pushed to the back make mm-hmm. room for all these name guys and it was eventually going to happen. I don't, and that's, <laughs> you're talking about fan service. Let's talk about the wrestling community. I mean, when they latch on to an indie sweetheart, they don't let go. Um, Never. Ever, ever. And this company was built around Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody mm-hmm. to a lesser degree. And they've turned on Cody. He's getting booed. Which I what? think is just, yeah, they've turned on Cody. It's awesome. Because <laughs> his ring attire, he's coming out dressed like the Homelander. <laughs> i mean seriously look for a picture of cody coming in recently and he's got he's, he's like it's the full homelander suit it's awesome okay, uh, and he uh... and he won't turn that's the best part he knows and he's just playing it up he won't turn he won't act like a heel he's getting booed he's getting frustrated but he won't turn it's actually a really good storyline it's really funny well you know and that's the thing like looking up oh my god <laughs> you found the picture didn't you holy shit yeah it's like the homelander and david bowie had a baby <laughs> it's still not enough to cover up that fucking tattoo on his neck but whatever <laughs> but you know it's you know looking around and and, and looking at the dusty stuff and, and reading about dusty I, I mean the Rhodes kids obviously got an education in that it's not always about them it's about delivering you know delivering to the audience kind of yeah. a thing because i've seen interviews with uh dustin you know 
about how he would, you know, you know, work to put people over that, you know, had no business, you know, putting over, but he would do it. And he has. Yeah. And he would do it because, you know, he understood the kind of ins and outs of, you know, building that, you know. And I I think that's why uh, they've sort of turned on Cody because he, he will always work with the new guy coming in from the outside. He's usually Mm -hmm. one of the first ones to work with that new guy. Okay. Now in the end, he usually ends up going over, but he's still getting that other guy over at the same time. And I think it's the, I think there's a guy called, his name is Alistair Black. Okay. And he's pretty cool. He's got this kind of like, you know, goth. uh, He's like uh, Dutch, I think. Okay. Like a Dutch shoot fighter. And he's got this weird kind of, kind of undertakery thing going. Um, And he beat Cody twice, but in the blow off match, Cody won. Well, okay. He's the good guy. He's supposed to win the blow off match. That's how it works. This is not rocket science. The good guy needs to go over. The bad guy's going to be fine. He's 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 taking two chunks out of him. It's going to be mm-hmm. fine. Your internet darling doesn't have to win every match. Bottom no. line. So, but I I do think there needs to be another major promotion that that these guys can kind of, you know, shuffle between. I think part of your problem is that the McMahons don't care or they think that they should be the number one show. So, you know, they are going to poach and sabotage. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, I, I in terms that, of trying to get people over. No, <laughs> they don't care. They're, they're yeah. never going to have somebody get as big as Austin or the rock did so that they're bigger than the WWE name. It'll never, ever happen again. Um, and they've been cutting a lot of talent over the last year, year and a half. Some of it do, I'm sure, to, to cost cutting, but I think some of it, some of that cost cutting is to put it in a position where they can sell it. Um, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. I think before I think so, but I've seen some other things, and you know, I think Disney or NBC Universal or somebody will buy it from the McMahons because I don't think Vince thinks his kids can run it, quite honestly. Well, no. Yeah. And what is it? Didn't Triple H have like bypass or something? Or? Yeah. He had a heart attack not too long ago. Um, but like he, he had put together NXT, which was where all these like indie darlings were working. Mm-hmm. And they've gutted that and cut like 90% of that roster loose. It used to be like this black and gold kind of groovy looking thing. And now it looks like uh, now the logo is uh, NXT 2.0 and it looks like punky brewster's wardrobe um it's all day glow <laughs> and i don't know what it's whatever <laughs> and the x is backwards my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her? wrestling rs yeah <laughs> so yeah um that makes me a little bit ill and like risky old, risky old, risky old bit <laughs> you is. saw that one did you i love that one <laughs> I, I uh there was one that's oh, we're talking about no context dusty now on instagram there's one the other day and it said uh when my kids get in trouble at school when i was uh i raised you better than that so you know i did or something i said it to both of my kids well it's like there's what why do you need this student loan i'm a poor son of a plumber i'm a son of a poor plumber i need the money <laughs> There was one, there was one the other day. It was him at Magnum TA. With the big fur coats. Yeah. There's no way to explain what's going on right now. You know, it's kind of funny. It was watching the no context things. I mean, they were always talking about how much money they spent. And, I, and they're like, I spent $4,000 on this ring alone. And you're like, dude. Basketball players drop that shit like on Wonderware. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> the money scale is not <laughs> what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I do like Dusty and Magnum in those giant fur coats. I was like, wow, he went full Joe Namath on that one. <laughs> they both did. We go to the boss, baby. We go to the boss. And this man, he cleans up. He cleans up. You don't even know what hit you. I know. I saw that one too. It's like your wingman or something. Yeah. That's like my favorite Instagram follow. I will put it in the show notes again. I may reach out to them and find out who's behind that nonsense. 
Oh, that's too <laughs> funny. I love No Context Dusty. Every day it makes my day. Baby. Well, then they've also got uh, No Context Flair. Right. And uh, No Complex Corny for Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> that one's less entertaining because he's just annoying. But yeah, I've, I've watched all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one that's when somebody asks you how your week has gone, coordinates. How do I fucking explain <laughs> it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are so good. those are fun. Those, those are, are fun. fun. Oh, man. So what else is going on in your world? Oh. Nothing. <laughs> Just been recuperating, huh? No, the, the, yeah, the COVID thing. Uh, <laughs> trying to sell a bunch of like old you know stuff you're looking at the tubs in the basement and like oh man it's got to go <laughs> got to go it got to go what kind of stuff you're selling um a bunch of pops that like you know you buy something like gamestop would have you know buy two get one free mm-hmm. and you kind of like going well mm-hmm. i really like this one and i really like this one and they're like you get another one for free and you're kind of thinking I don't want another one, <laughs> but free is free, but free is free. So you're like, okay, Mrs. Potato head <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever said no one ever, not even Mr. Potato head. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have a, a, a bunch of stuff that I'm just trying to trying to move out of here. And then some other little things like, you know, I found a box full of hot wheels cars. Nice. Not, no red lines, nothing where you're like, oh my God, I found the grail. I'm, babe's going to a nice college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just like little things here and there, you know, so trying to sell that stuff. I did a whole bunch of like Hallmark ornaments. Mm-hmm. How'd you do those? Huh? How'd you do yeah. those? Yeah, uh, you break even. Okay. Well, better than losing money. Which I think so. But yeah, it's like, you know, we, Kansas City, Hallmark, you, you right. buy some, buy some, buy some. And then as I have a child who shares my sense of humor and the affront to Christmas tree has become so much more than it was originally envisioned, a lot of those little cute Hallmark ornaments have been shoved to the side for the, you know, a unicorn riding a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all those go uh, on the upstairs tree now, and the boys, uh, the boys have a little have a tree upstairs where all of the uh, the blasphemous ornaments go, except for ironically, Boba Fett, who I refuse to take off the big tree. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got Homer Simpson up there, Indiana have- Jones, Batman, The Flash, Iron Man, uh, Fozzie Bear. Nice, nice. I have uh, Bugs Bunny in the Carmen Miranda outfit. Nice. That goes on the tree every year prominently. Uh, and then also this little glass mustache. Just a mustache? You know, yeah, just a mustache. It's a little black and all the little lines are glitter. So it's nice. a, it is, it actually is about like this big. It's like about, you know. Wow. It's a great, great ornament. Um, it doesn't get to go on the main tree, but uh, <laughs> It's always near the top of ours down here. Cap- <laughs> so, you, so you have the mustache on one side and then Captain America's shield on the other. <laughs> and then llamas and pinatas and <laughs> dinosaurs riding, being ridden by unicorns. So. I still am looking for a diehard ornament. I haven't found one yet, but someday, someday. There's online instructions. You can make your own. Get yeah. Ten folded. There's a yeah. picture inside. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Are the tree topper where he's jumping off the tree in a ball of fire? Have you seen that? No, I have not, but somebody that sounds made, pretty awesome. Somebody made it. It's like the entire top of the Nakatomi Plaza is exploding on the top of the tree. There's the fireball and the helicopter and McLean jumping off the top. Like, nice. Yeah. Somebody's got too much free time, but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah hallmark puts out a, a enterprise tree chopper uh-huh. and it's 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 like okay that would be fun if a it wasn't 170 dollars and two if the enterprise wasn't almost a foot long <laughs> it's a you, big 
freaking tree. How do you secure that to the tree? Exactly. <laughs> it's a wormhole. Well, you go like that one episode where the Enterprise is grabbed by the giant space hand and you put that on there to stabilize. <laughs> or you do like I do with our our tree topper, which is this big like brass and glass star. Mm-hmm. I shove it, it's got this like 10 inch base thing I have to shove down in the tree and then I'm like, bring me the zip ties. <laughs> Every Christmas I got to zip tie the tree topper up once I get it secure so it doesn't lean. And, and here is my suggestion to you. Green Velcro um, wraps. Because huh? I, I have, yeah, I have extension cords that go up our tree. And it's, it's a fake tree. Mm-hmm. And the thing sheds like a motherfucker. Two more years, it's just going to be lights. <laughs> There'll be no greenery on it. Um, but yeah, yeah I actually like have. a red ball on it. It's... <laughs> and then it's it's yeah the peanuts christmas yes i'll come out there and the angel did appear under them and do the line of speech and then just you know whack with the blanket and knock it over um but no i i zipped i i use those and i have like a little six foot extension cord mm-hmm. that is actually i've i've just lashed it to the uh, body of the <laughs> right to the trunk <laughs> so it's always there and you just kind of fish it out and plug it in and then the, the tree topper just fish out the top and plug it in nice Yes, that's it's uh, the efficient way to uh, cheapen Christmas. <laughs> and then, of course, you know the Hanukkah shrub that I, I love the shrub. Yes, but I, I told you my my wife made a shrub rug for it this year <laughs> that we. <laughs> and it was kind of like because she actually put like little you know the. You know, you know, if you're if you're lining the dashboard with those little fuzzy balls, <laughs> there's like this little blue fringe thing around the edge. The dingle balls. The dingle balls. So it's yeah, it's nice. two sided. It's two sided Hanukkah fabric <laughs> with the dingle ball, light blue dingle balls around. That's the edge. awesome. She so, does yeah. love you. Maybe so. <laughs> that's, that's pretty pretty much a sign, I think. Or she just likes living in the house. Don't know. <laughs> Oh, there's that. <laughs> wow, that took a turn. <laughs> oh no. I mean when when everybody was sick, babe was in her room upstairs. Krista was in the in the living room area. And I was in the basement, which was just like living in my old apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It'd break uh, down you... a couple changes of clothes, <laughs> and toothpaste, and I, I mean I got a shower down here. <laughs> I'll never have to go back upstairs. It's funny you said that because every time I'm watching a Chiefs game and they do that aerial shot of Arrowhead, I'm like, Steve's apartment was right over there somewhere. <laughs> back there in the trees. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. That's too funny. Hey, I read um I read uh, some of some of the uh Ed Brubaker Darwin Cook uh I think it was actually just Darwin Cook Catwoman the other day. It was kind of funny because it was like a, it was a heist, it was a heist story. And she had to call in her mentor who uh, looked remarkably like Darwin Cook's Parker. <laughs> Except they called him Stark throughout the whole thing. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And I'm liking it very much. <laughs> hey, speaking of like Parker and whatnot, you watch it in the reacher on amazon I did not i'm not a huge reacher guy i've read a couple of the books and i'm like mm-hmm. eh, it's okay it's actually not bad it's kind of fun is it okay mm-hmm. i thought it looked better than the you know book tom of boba cruise. absolutely <laughs> well, i was gonna say tom cruise is reacher when he couldn't reach the counter but um <laughs> no because this guy is like six five or something yeah. And, and yeah they make a couple of jokes about his size and it's like well maybe she didn't see you he looked at the guy. He goes, "There's no way she didn't see me." <laughs> uh, <that's good. laughs> yeah, I we've been watching Yellow Jackets, uh, which is fucked up. Um, it's a Showtime show, um, which is I put it on. I did like I, I resurrected Monday Meandering on Monday. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, oh. uh, but I said it's equal parts Lord of the Flies. Uh, what did I say? Lord of the Flies, something. And, oh, True Detective, and and of all things, Heather's. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about this uh, group of high school soccer players whose plane crashes, and it's told in flashbacks and modern day. So 
we don't actually know yet who all made it out <laughs> or who was dinner. Uh, but some shit's happening on in in current times. And it's got a really good cast. It's uh, Melanie Linsky's in it. Sure. Uh, Juliette Lewis is perfect for this because she's just fucking nuts. Uh, Christina Ricci's in it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's well done. It's fucking weird. Um, and um, we've got about four episodes left in season one. And I'm not sure how it's going to go. But uh, it opened with, like, you know, somebody falling into one of the girls in a flashback uh, falling into a, a bungee steak trap and then getting uh, bled out while she was hanging upside down like a deer in front of yeah so that, like i said the lord okay. of the flies are in uh, are in full display here so we'll see that's what we've been watching because you know, okay. we've got weird tastes sometimes well Kristen is binging re-binging marco polo on netflix right now okay i Which... don't think i saw that one uh, it's it's fascinating it's like oh let's do um what if westeros was actually china and the mongols okay all right so it's kind of got that kind of a vibe um it's not bad i mean it wasn't like great like oh musty tv but it was a you know a lot of nudity <laughs> that was cool uh, you never gore. go wrong with nudity uh, nudity and gore it's the american way it's really, yeah, that should just be a series that just flashes gore, nudity, <laughs> gore, nudity, just intersperses them. <clears throat> I think we're all. I think it'd bring the country together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody would be offended that either there was too much or not enough of one or the <laughs> other. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, man. I did finally. We're going to do what's on the desk. I go ahead. I don't. I don't really have anything. But you fire away. I got my Hiroshima carp hat. Oh, nice! <laughs> so That's you got the awesome. giant carp with the little three baseballs. That is cool. What kind of which which iteration of hat is that? Is it a forty-seven or is it a? It is American needle. Oh, okay. Sweet. Who, uh, yeah. So it's not a flat brim, flat brim snapback. So you can't wear it sideways in your oversized FUBU coats. Um, if that's even still a thing. <laughs> it's a fine old man. It's fine. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I know. I got I, you. I, I, see, started, I see what I know what you're saying. I started watching these videos of these kids. Um, and they are kids, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're players. And apparently they're, they don't have enough money to get into the sneaker game, but they're into trading cards. You know, okay. And, well, maybe they got money to be sneakerheads, but they're just annoying because it's like, you know, they're like flip. I mean, it, it's it's just breaking packs. It's just videos of these kids breaking packs. You know, and it's like I got the rookie autograph of uh, I don't know somebody. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you're like I have no idea who that kid is. Um, and yo, bait. I mean, it's like these little Asian kids, and they're it's there's some kind of cultural appropriation going on <laughs> and i'm not sure who is getting ripped off the most <laughs> you know is it the little chinese kids playing at being hip hoppers is it the one white kid who's i think trying to be asian uh, <laughs> i mean it, it, they all just yo 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 and you're like nobody talks like that anymore <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you guys haven't been paying attention, Jay Z is worth a billion dollars and owns a fucking basketball team, <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't he own the Brooklyn Nets? Yes, yes. You he, saw yeah, they he traded Harden again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's turned into quite the uh, prima donna. I mean, he was in Houston for for quite a while, and they had nothing but trouble with him. Um, yeah. But he's got a killer beard. Yeah, and Houston, yeah, the Rockets marketed the shit out of the beard. They had to get some well, kind of return on investment. If you ever, if you're in art history, he's got this kind of Assyrian Babylonian looking beard. That if you ever looked that art up, and they have those giant griffins, and they got those killer beards that <laughs> the come big square, kind of yeah, the big squared off, yeah, the, yeah, 
And I've always liked that about Harden's beard. And it's kind of like, yeah, that, that's, that's some bad. It doesn't come to a point. It, he does kind of square that off on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, and he's a great, he's a pretty good basketball player. So, yeah. you know, but it's the beard that I remember like one of his first seasons before the beard, you know, just like that. That's not James Harden. I don't know who <laughs> that guy is. Gotta That's have a just hook, brother. generic you third gotta, man. Yeah. Gotta have a hook. Generic sixth man off the bench. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> the beard gives him magic powers. Yeah, then he goes to Houston, grows the beard, and everybody thinks he's worth the championship. <laughs> uh, thanks for playing. Literally. <laughs> Pair him with Wes, Russell Westbrook. Again, why not? What the hell? <laughs> possibly go wrong again 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 and the other fun thing on what's on your desk yes sir hit me is the migo what migo creature from the black lagoon you said my favorite toy word migo are they back? yeah they, they are doing yeah they are they are back and doing all kinds of fun figures uh, including this guy who actually has a fin as part of the back of his costume nice so plastic head plastic shoulder pads big oversized migo hands Woo. does he have the elastic big giant migo feet those are migo feet good <laughs> lord are big feet yeah they, there's plastic that's bands because like you move one would, arm and the other arm jerks up that's what my father would call a firm understanding um <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Speaking of my dad and Migos, I have a story. Okay. So I was a huge Migo head when I was a kid. I had hundreds of them, not hundreds. Whoops. I just potted something down. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Not sure what I just did. Um, anyway. Maybe I got potted down. Yeah. He, um, anyway, I had lots of them and the elastic would break. And uh, <laughs> my dad figured out how to fix them. Oh, nice. He got so good at it. People were bringing them to me at school and at church to bring home so my dad could fix them. He had like this whole like hospital situation going for a while. Amigo Hospital? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm not yeah, real sure what... how he felt about that, but he did get to do it for a while. Well, you know, Amigo recently has been doing all kinds. I mean, uh, the, they came back a couple of years ago with like some Star Trek figures. Okay. Okay. And then I don't know what the hell their licensing was, but it would be <clears throat> a handful of Star Trek figures. And then I Love Lucy, Cheers, the Brady Bunch. They did some <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Mindy. Yeah. 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 And, and you're just kind of like going, I don't know who needs Alice the housekeeper. <laughs> and Sam. apparently nobody's Sam. Sam the Butcher. Sam the butcher yeah. <laughs> That should have been a two-pack. <laughs> Sam the Butcher and Alice the Housekeeper. They'd have sold, you know, a dozen. <laughs> That's too funny. But, uh, yeah, they, they just now... Um, I was in just one of the... Uh, a toy store near the house and, and saw the the creature, Mr. Mr. Gill there, and was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll spring for a Gill man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I remember watching it one Friday night on the creature feature. And, you know, you live amongst the swamps. There's a chance that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that thing could be crawling out of Lake Charles anytime now. I don't. Somebody nailed a gator. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probable. Yeah. Or allow themselves to be nailed by a gator. Um, <laughs> As the case. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I saw that and I was like, well, that's not too bad. That, that's kind of fun. Price that point's cool. not outrageous. What are they running? Some yeah, 15. 15. That's not bad. No. That, uh, that Retromania toy, store, toy show I've been talking about, the one in here in my town is, is Saturday. I'm going to try and go if the wife doesn't have Valentine's plans for us. You can go early Saturday and still yeah. make the Valentine's Day plans. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's Valentine's on Monday. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. I I want to go check out the toys. I see. I think it'd be fun. I, it, you know, I, I, I sent her. I sent her flowers when I came today. I should get to go to the toy show now. Uh, yes. Yes, you did. You've covered your bases. 
Yeah. Nice job. Thank you. Now, I would like to go to something like that because we have one retro toy store that actually has a great selection, but it is all garage sale finds and they haven't bothered to clean the stuff up and they still sell it for like, you know, the eBay premium. And you're kind of like going, eh, this isn't, Babe went in there and they had some uh, Castle Grey Skull set and she's looking at it. <laughs> she's like, why is that $2,000? I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> I, I have no answer for that question because uh, i'm in the same boat as you are um but then there's another one that's not far from the house and it actually looks like garage sale stuff at garage sale prices and it's just crap <laughs> <laughs> well i'm going to try and go and take a, maybe do a post about it or something i don't know Trying to put some more content on the website besides just the posts for the podcast. So okay, yeah. Um, there was something else associated with that thought process that I was going to say, and it flitted right away. Oh, I know what it was. I did actually applied for our first, my first press pass for Slurp Toast. We'll see if it comes through. Uh, I had reached out to uh, the folks at AEW the last time they oh. were in town, and they sent me the. Uh, I didn't do it because I was taking one of the boys, but I. I had the information saved. So when they said they were coming back to town, I went, Oh, let's see. Click, click, click. Sign up here. Okay. I haven't heard back, but hey, AEW, put me on the list, please. Uh, one of the girls I work with, her boyfriend tried to be a professional wrestler and he did a, he, I mean, he went, trained and did a local promotion that lasted a year and a half. Okay. Um, which actually wasn't a bad promotion. They had decent talent, decent characters. But they just got no traction, you know? right? Uh, couldn't build anything. Anyway, he just got hired on in the AEW wardrobe department. Really? Yeah. So like the promotion folds, and then COVID hits, and he starts making masks and sewing. And so he keeps in touch with all the guys, and he gets good at sewing. And they're like, "Hey, man, um, can you do uh, ring pants for me? Can you do you know a top or whatever?" And he started making ring attire for these guys. And then somebody knew somebody. And the next thing you know, he's getting a call and, and uh, gets to go out onto the, uh, gets to go to the shows. And she's like, he goes, he goes, it's cool. Cause I'm in the business. He goes, it's a little kind of, you know, if, if nobody has a wardrobe malfunction, I have nothing to do. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'd stand by with needle and thread kind of a thing. <laughs> There are worse things you can have to do, though. Oh, exactly. He says, he goes, but it's cool because they fly us out on Saturday and show be, you know, Saturday night. So the show will be like Saturday night. He goes, they'll fly us out Thursday. Friday is, you know, getting everything set up. Right. Running through stuff and fix. It froze. Oh, no. Rose in the middle of the needle and thread story. Sir, are you there? Sir, are you there? Uh oh, let's do this. Let's see here. Where's the music? 